Hello, beautiful people. We are back with another episode, and it's your favourite dynamic duo, Diane and Jerry. Oh, I didn't say our name of our podcast. And we are the Nursing Handover Podcast. Yes. Hi, everybody. I hope you're all doing well. I know life has resumed back to somewhat semi-normal for a lot of you, so I hope you're adjusting very, very well. You all right? Yes, I'm good. Sorry, I just saw something that didn't really make sense. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, guys. The level of multitasking that's being done today, God knows. But I think that is very apt for today's topic about... is... Work-life balance slash struggles, etc., etc. All in that period. Right. Where do we even begin? I think in the last few months, both Diana and I have seen a great increase in work-life balance and struggle. Yes. Like, yes. despite corona, I think just career progression, we've probably seen a lot more harsh realities due to it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so we wanted to discuss it with you all because we, we know it's not just us going through it. I know a lot of people go through things like this. And mm-hmm. it seems to be like a, a topic that doesn't get discussed anywhere near enough. It's probably spoken about in little groups, but not really out and openly. So we mm-hmm. have decided to bring it to you today. Yes. And have that conversation. Yeah. So, I mean, go on. I feel like Corona, Corona is the most annoying word now because it's an excuse for everybody and everything to be slow. Honestly, don't get me started. Not do what you need to do. You know what I mean? I feel like it's really difficult. Yeah, so I kind of feel like with coronavirus, it's the excuse for everything and anything to be slow. And we're nurses, and I think any other health professional will tell you, we work quickly and we work far. And you're used to doing things or having things done in a timely manner. So when they're not, it's very frustrating yeah no highly and I think we're so used to having things regiment and so impulsive I hope that makes sense like yes strict but also you know we kind of go with the flow that it seems so surreal for things to literally be on a low like this not saying that Corona wasn't busy it was extremely busy like we've all worked very hard and I think we should all pat ourselves on the back but going through all we've been our normal day-to-day work has definitely changed just like other people mm-hmm. in other fields, how like working from home has now become like their staple way of working for the unforeseeable future for some people. Yes. But work-life balance. I know for a lot of my friends and family members who have been working from home, who aren't nurses or in healthcare, that's probably been like the hardest thing because, you know, you come home from work and that's your peace. Your home is your place of resting X, Y, and Z. Whereas now, you work there, you work in your, your resting space. So yeah. for example, like I know for my mum, when Corona first kicked off, she couldn't relax because it always felt like every time she sat in the front room, she'd had to open her laptop, even on the weekends and at night. But obviously we've managed to change that, things have changed. But even for us in nursing, it's just like our normal everyday life that we do for all our patients and clients has changed. The way you'd work in the community, the way you'd work on shop floor has definitely changed. And that's a big balance itself, especially with all like 
the PPE stuff that was happening at the beginning, the change in information twice, three times, nearly four times a day. What happens next? Yeah, most definitely. And I think we don't give ourselves enough credit in the sense that we're very adaptable. Oh, very adaptable. You can't just get on with the flow. Yeah, and that's where you realise in your work-life balance how you have to modify and change yourself to fit a situation Mm. more so than the situation fitting you. So, you know, if if you're somebody who, I don't know, is very regimented and likes things in the same way and you're used to a certain type of routine, Mm. having to flip all that upside down and change it all because of new practices and new protocols or new ways to work, that's a lot. That can be a lot. Yeah. And... Go on. And I think you know, the fact that because of coronavirus, that you don't have an outlet like you might have done before. You might have been someone that goes shopping or goes swimming or goes for hikes or your outlets to relieve stress mm. or to, I guess, prevent burnout and are gone. So you're almost trapped in your own stress. That makes yeah. sense. But you know what? Where we're, I guess we're going to slightly move off corona. I've just talk about like work, work-life balances and yes. like as Diane said last week like she's about to embark on this course and well it kind of links into corona as well but for a lot of us it's how do we ch- it's like changing your complete working lifestyle into something else mm. like how do you feel you're about to start this course and I don't want to say your life is about to turn upside down because that sounds negative but you're about to enter something new that you've never done before Mm. whereas you know you're going to be just, well as far as I know I believe the course is 50-50 but if it's anything like our nursing our nursing well what's the word our nursing course we yeah. have more time to do it yes and this is about to be probably one of the hardest things you embark on mm-hmm. what what would be your best ways and how would you combat like the work-life balance like what does it actually scrapple that what does work-life balance mean to you I think it's giving the best of you in a certain environment. So being able to do life and not mm-hmm. have work control that. Yeah. I think knowing that this is work and this is work time and being able to separate myself from that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like because I've had a different routine for five years, let's say, that's going to be a whole new adjustment. Yeah. In a sense that, in an acute setting, I leave all my work at work. Yeah. And I can walk away. Mm-hmm. I'll go back in two days or three days or the next day, but it's there in one place for a certain amount of time and I have to leave. Whereas I guess now I have to readapt myself in the sense that I am going to be working on a normal schedule. When I say normal in inverted commas. Yeah. Um, I will be a student again. Mm-hmm. So having to get that mindset in of deadlines, of being answerable to somebody, meeting new people that you don't know, um, starting again is almost what it feels like. Yeah. And also you're doing it all pretty much online because coronavirus is still, the pandemic still lives, sadly. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, for me, yeah, work-life balance it's just about being kind to yourself. It's about being sensible, knowing mm. when you're doing too much, um, being able to accept help when you need it. Yeah. I think knowing that's one of the biggest things. 
yeah, because I'm not good at doing that. I like to do everything and handle everything and cope and manage. Yeah. It's being able to say, yeah, I can do this. And if I can't do it, it's being able to put my hand up and say, no, I'm not coping. Like, I'm struggling. Yeah. I can't keep up. Which, to me, like, it's crazy, but I've always thought that as weakness. Like, when you can't cope, you're weak. But... Really? Yeah. I've always felt that, that by saying I can't, by saying I can't do something, it's a sign of weakness. Fair. It's a vulnerability. It's a chance for someone to now slip under and, like, sabotage me when yeah. I know that's not the case. You know? Mm-hmm. I'm recording. So it's them ones where, yeah, it's one of those things where I've had to learn as I've been, as I've trained. Yeah. And um, qualified and obviously been in the environment that I've been in that sometimes you do have to ask for help and that's okay. It's not weak. And two heads are better than one, essentially. A hundred percent. And I think not even just in your line of work that you're about to embark on, but just in general having been able to have that conversation with someone allows like your judgment, your judgment making to be more succinct. Yeah, definitely. In whatever, in whatever aspects you look at, whether it's personal life, work life, family life, X, Y, and Z. But yeah, but like, what does work-life balance mean to me? You pretty much hit the nail on the head. I think work-life balance to me is finding that, balance essentially Mm -hmm. in career and your personal life and a lot of people who know me personally know that I probably find that extremely hard because I work inverted commas my ass off Um, yeah I work a lot a lot (laughs) and it's being able to have that time and take a break and know like you know I need some time to do x y and z like I need some time for me some time for my family some time for work and keep work at where work needs to be like don't get me wrong sometimes you can take a few things home but ideally you shouldn't but you know admin gets on top of everyone mm. but you know apart from that it's instilling to instilling within yourself that you also you're also entitled to a break no one works 24 7 in whatever yeah. field and it's not even that nhs is it your father's business no it's not no, it's not, not your father's job. It's not. It's not like you have. Um, I don't know what do they call it. Bonds and shares in NHS. But if you are tired and your body's saying no, then you can't do it. Yeah, you can't. And I think that's as you said. It's knowing when. To, it's knowing when to say it's enough. Yeah, I've done it. So on that note, that also brings me slightly to our next topic, which is more of work-life struggles because I think they go hand in hand you have your strengths and your weaknesses when it comes to work-life when it comes to any any part of life really and how do you deal with it like we've all probably been in some sort of work-life struggle whether it's down to your rotabian pants you work in a shed load of nights or you know you've got different difficult people that you have to work with how do you combat that and I think that also itself takes a toll on your work-life balance. Like, if you know you're going to be on shift or you're working with people that you're not quite fond of or they're not quite fond of you, it builds that anxiety. And then ideally, you don't want to go to work. Because why would anyone want to go to work or do anything work-related when, you know, it's not going to benefit you? Definitely. Um, 
I guess certain situations that we've had have led us to make other decisions and make and make some choices as to whether we want to stay in certain fields or leave them. I'm not yes. saying that the places that we've worked are bad at all, but you know, I think that everything you get to a point and you have to think, is this one what I want to do? Mm. Two, am I just remaining stagnant to pay bills? Yeah. And three, if it's a negative environment, how long can I stand it? And if yeah. not, what can I do with it? And I think yeah. this is where falling back on like your unions and having like a good support system comes in very well. Because I think during these times is when you need your closest people, what, mm. whether it's your work besties or your, your home besties, etc., to sit down and talk to and discuss what your options are. And I think it's a valid it's a valid thing to do because the worst thing to do is leave it bottled up. And as we've seen, as we've spoken about in a few episodes back, like it also plays on your mental health. And as we've seen nurses have died from being bullied, have not died, nurses have committed suicide from being bullied and other negative things in the workplace. And I know this just doesn't happen in nursing, but across the board, whoever's listening, I think this is where you need to take a step back, speak to your friends and family or like your managers, or if it's not your managers, to someone either in your work setting or out and have the conversation. Yeah, I agree in the sense that you, if you are struggling in any capacity, you kind of need to know who to go to and where to go to, essentially. Yeah. Um, personally, for me, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I've said that, but what do I do when I struggle? I think I just kind of get on with it. Like, really? I'll vent, like I'll vent about certain things to people that I'm close to. So, like, to Gigi or to, like, my boyfriend or to my mom. Yeah. Or, like, you know, like, oh, you know, we've got our friends that we've, we've been friends with since uni, so I might go to that group chat and be like, God, this happened today and how frustrated I am. Yeah. But that's it. Like, and I think when you're at that point, you know it's time to leave an environment when you're not going to go and do something about it. Oh, 100%. Because, go on. Yeah, I feel like if I'm in an environment where I am happy and I'm flourishing and I feel like I'm progressing at the speed that I want to and I feel really supported and I love it, maybe a little struggle, I would want to do something about that to overcome it quickly so that that feeling is back. Yeah. But personally, for me, I think if morale is low where you are and you just model through then yeah it's an indicator that where you are you're not really that happy you're just getting on yeah and you need to move in that sense no I'm with you there I think when I have such struggles I usually like would speak to like my nursing group of friends or like our friends from uni and I'd probably I can't lie I have a habit for skipping my manager and going to ideally whoever the highest is I know in the workplaces, they say you should escalate up as appropriate. But I've found, like, you know, sometimes you have to go beyond. But I think that's that's a personal choice because I know not everyone is confident in in contacting, like, their dons or adons, which would be if you're not a nurse or not healthcare-related. So your dons is your directors of nursing, who essentially would be, like, the big bosses at the top. Um, and your adons are the assistant directors. So they would manage, like, the different specialities, whether it's emergency care, women and children's surgical medical etc etc and I think that also comes with essentially like a level 
I don't want to say authority, but having the guts, because I know a lot of people that wouldn't go that far. I don't know, it's funny, because like, for me, I don't even know what she looks like, my director of nursing. I know her name, because I can see it on the website, but I don't know what she actually looks like. I've never seen her on my unit. I've never spoken to her in person. So to me, I can't just be somebody that I do not know. Fair. I think like, for me, I'm quite lucky. Like, and I also think as well, like, because of the way the trust I am in is, if I went that far over something, I'd feel the heat afterwards. Fair. It'd be like, why did you go that far when I was here? You didn't come and talk to me about this. You just went straight to the turn. So why did you do that? Like, it wouldn't be met with, oh, you were struggling that much. You went above me. What's going on? It's been brought- I don't know. I think it'd be like, why have you done that? Fair kind enough. of thing. I think a lot of people, I think that would be the same for a lot of people. Um, and sometimes I do find that, but then I guess it comes down to the differences between each of us individually. Like I'm happy to take that heat because at the end of the day, not saying that you don't want your goal to be actioned, but everyone has different ways of dealing with things. Mm. Whether it is, you know, and just like how me and you are, like we, we're different together, but we get on in it. Yeah. We all have our different ways of essentially getting what you want and making it happen and making your voice heard. And I think people seem to, I don't want to say I'm a reckon to be forced with, not at all, but I think I'm known for escalating and going up. Yeah. I know to some that may seem as a bad thing, but I'm sorry, if you're having issues, I'd rather speak about it because I don't come to work. I can't come to work to come and die for anyone. Like you said, does my family own the NHS? No. So if I'm not happy with something, I'm going to make, I'm going to verbalize it and make yeah. a change. And also if I'm making a change for me, I know it's going to benefit someone else in the long, in the long run. Because mm-hmm. as we've seen, even in places that me and you have worked, there's situations that have happened and that have may have caused us to think differently. But if anything, the later generations that will face similar things will have a better outcome. Mm. so I think it's quite difficult so I think that's, I, I think that's you need to know you need to you have to also in the working environment you need to have essentially friends in high places just for a bit of advice because what I found is if you speak to essentially people who have the same experience with you or has the sort like I don't know how to phrase it. I don't want it to come across as rude because it's not like I don't mean to be rude at all. But if you know people have either been in a place for a very long time or they've got the experience by going up, you know that there's something you can learn from them. Just like there's something you can learn from everyone. But in terms of if you know certain people know certain things, you'll go to them. Mm-hmm. I hope I'm making sense. I feel like I'm just talking in riddles. You are. But to me that is a confidence thing fair in a sense that if you're not very confident you haven't gelled well with the team you don't feel like you belong you're not going to do that fair you need to have that natural chemistry of a team you need to know that in that environment you can be free you can speak your mind you can go and speak up somebody and say i feel like this yeah otherwise you won't speak you'll just toe the line and be miserable and almost be followed in your struggle yeah i know that makes a lot of sense and 
I feel like, yeah, and I think you also have to be in a realm where you feel like people role model that behaviour. So if you see, I don't know, someone you respect escalating something yeah. and it gets dealt with, you know, okay, it can happen. It's possible. Mm-hmm. You know, if this person did it, then it's possible. Yeah, I can do it. This is a place where there's a forum to speak up. There's a forum to talk about your feelings. There's a forum for someone to listen to you and say, yes, I agree. I'm happy to listen. I understand what you're saying. Yeah. If that's not demonstrated and role model to you, then people aren't going to openly just go and express themselves or say, I feel like this because of this. No, they're not. No, you're very right there. You're very right. And I do think you're right also in saying it's a confidence issue. I think I'm just lucky that where I've worked, I'm able to do that because I know there's a lot of places that people aren't and mm. people just literally live in misery because yeah. they haven't got the confidence to speak up. Yeah. And I think personally, like, I'm, like I said earlier, I'm happy to take that responsibility for me because mm. I know whatever happens, again, not sounding cocky, I can always find a job. Whether it's bank, whether it's A&E, whether it's NICU, whether it's woodwork, whatever, like I'll always find something. And I know a lot of people are scared to embark on that journey, but I don't know whether it's because, you know... Well, I don't know. Like I, gen- I also think, well, like when I worked bank, I probably faced a lot more because you're working here than everywhere. And obviously people don't think that you're part of the te- part of the team. You're just someone whose agency that's come to work. Mm. So, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like that's probably where I've grown the most confident because it's pushed me out of my comfort zone. And I've had to work in places that I never thought I would. Mm. And it is, and that is what it is, being pushed out of your comfort zone. Mm. It's also utilising being in a new place and networking. Yeah. Um, I definitely would say if maybe I had done bank in other hospitals, mm. I would have another, I'd have a different view of how other trusts work. Yeah. Like, I only have ever worked in two trusts, well, I say three trusts in my career. Yeah. And the longest of my job roles has been in the current trust that I'm in now. Yeah. And so I only had like nine months of the first trust. I've had basically four and a half years of this one mm-hmm. and I have six months in another trust. So the core of my principles, the core of what I know is from this particular trust. Yeah. And dare I say it, this is probably a topic for, a topic for another episode. Mm-hmm. You know, trust, bad mouth of a trust in a way of they don't do it like this or they're not very good or they're not like that. And then you almost feel like you can't go to other trust. I mean, that could be just a personal thing. No, but, but I, I heard with you. I agree with you. Pieces, yeah, that trust like this or, or they're not very good or the staff, they're really unhappy or... And then you might see people from that trust, a lot from another trust, all be coming to work here. We've all... Oh, they were, oh, where did you work before? that place and they think oh my gosh they're all coming to here so your your view is is askew and I guess unless you go there yourself and try you're not going to really oh no because somebody might come to my unit or my area Mm -hmm. in my trust and say god I hate it like I actually hate the place 
Whereas I've been there for basically four and a half. Like, I think I've grown there the most. That's where Let's my like, career... You've pretty much been there since you've qualified. Yeah. But yeah, bar like nine months. And I, I know everybody there. I know how everything works. So for me, it's easy. Like, it's like going home. It's like a really yeah. easy place to be. But I can also see from outside the box, leaving and coming back, why somebody wouldn't like it. Fair. That makes a I lot could, of sense. I could see how somebody. I could see how somebody would struggle. Mm-hmm. But then that's also mm-hmm. quite similar to me. Like the current trust I work for, again, like Diane, is the longest trust I've worked for. And to be honest, I've never really left them. Like when I left and went to other trusts and other hospitals within the trust, I always came back to my beloved department. And going and coming back, you can also see why people wouldn't want to come. But then, obviously, yeah. we know the pros and the cons, and the pros. the pros outweigh the cons because you know it so well and you know essentially in vote commas it will get better Mm. but I can't lie I this is something I'm very vocal about if you're not happy in a place find something else and leave don't leave a place hastily but find something you actually want so that you know where you're going next as to what you actually want to do whether that's in nursing or not I think that's probably advice one of the best pieces of advice and someone has told me is regardless how much you may dislike a place utilise it for whatever you can get and bounce and take yeah. it to another place that's gonna, that you're going to flourish in mm-hmm. and utilising that piece of information is probably the best way that I've worked through my career so far like I'm quite happy with the experiences I've got what I've done more than happy and you know now I'm I'm happy to embark on a new journey Mm. and see what else is out there and you know what also sometimes you get bored of a place sometimes you want to try other places Mm. that's also fine there may be nothing wrong but you know you may have moved home you may have done something else you want somewhere that's closer to home and that's yeah. also fine. And I think just following on from what Gigi has said is you can never have too much experience. You can never be no. exposed enough. And I think for me, one of the things I wish I did was bank in other places more. Yeah. Because um, maybe I would have seen more. Mm. I, I would have been more exposed to different things. Yeah. Um, and just because you've been a nurse for for so many years, even if you're new, you can still learn. And if you don't know something, you don't know it. And that's why you're moving around. That's why yeah. you're exposing yourself to different things so that you can give yourself the chance to learn about a different environment or see, this might be for me, I might prefer that over this. Yeah. And it's scary. It's very scary to try something new, especially when... You're in a place where you have friends and you have a really good working relationship and you know everybody. That's, e- you know, it's easy. Yeah. But then it's easy, always beneficial. Yeah. And also, regardless of like your safe place, you can always do bank in the nursing profession, wherever yeah. you go, whether it's a community post, whether it's like an acute post, office-based jobs, like there's ways around it. And people, if they want you to come and do bank, they can make it happen. So don't let yeah. anything stop you work struggles or work-life balance or not like you can make it happen mm-hmm. trust me people do it yeah they do 
They do. And I think just one thing to just add is you spend a lot of your lifetime at work. Mm-hmm. So you need to enjoy it. You know, you need to enjoy it. Definitely. I think that's probably, again, another gem of information. Because really, truly, you spend more time at work than you ever do at home or on holiday mm-hmm. doing X, Y, Z. So if you don't enjoy it, you're going to have, you're going to live a very miserable life. Yeah. And I'm really and hoping that this particular episode touches someone who isn't happy in whatever their current situation is mm-hmm. and decides to make that change because I've been in I've been in, in situations that I've really hated my job and couldn't see the light at the end of the tunnel. And it does take courage essentially to look for the jobs, apply and, you know, if you don't get them, don't be disheartened. Keep going. Yeah. And, like, don't wait until something gets that bad that you need a way out ASAP. Mm. But find what you want and what you're looking for and make it happen. And if you don't, again, there's always bank. Yeah. And also, as well, I think you also have to be very honest with yourself, even if that honesty, the truth is going to be difficult mm. and, like, hard like to match you know what I mean yeah and that's the thing about it if it's difficult and you feel like you can't manage then yeah you need to um, then you need to be honest and say right okay not happy I need to take ownership of these feelings what can I do about it yeah. And sometimes I think even going to your manager and saying like I'm unhappy, like I don't know what to do. Like some managers are happy to talk to you. Yeah. And support you. you know, I I do know that there's some of them that you can go to and say, I know when I was in one of my jobs, I had a very good working relationship with my manager. Mm. And I could say like I'm not happy here. Yeah. I don't like the job at the moment. I don't feel like I'm doing this and that. And we were able to talk through mm. how I felt. And in talking through how I felt, we then had more of a plan of how to move forward. Yeah. And I think that also goes really well with, if you are acute and say you're a band five, you have an allocated band six you can go to or an allocated band seven. Like, I think, honestly, utilise them because you never know, like, everyone could be feeling the same way. Yeah. Or not. And to be honest, if you don't speak up and speak up about these things, nothing will change. It could easily be just down to, like, your rotor. If you, if you mm. keep doing the shifts and you're not happy with them, you're very, and, like, you know, your mental health is not great, et cetera, et cetera, speak to someone about it. That way, your, your current line of work can work with you to make your, your work-life balance that little bit better. Yeah, because, as Gigi said, it becomes a knock-on effect of you're not happy so you start calling in sick mm-hmm. then your sick record gets bad and then you end up being pulled up for stage one stage two stage three conversations yeah when this could and have then, been resolved earlier you know you're, you're at work you're, you're visibly unhappy your your patients their families they can pick up on, on your feeling you know you don't yeah. really seem interested you're not very you know I don't know approachable you're, you're quite tearful and you don't want those feelings to impact the greatness that you are if yeah. you're just happy in the environment. You want to be able to say, well, no, I don't want to be in a position where 
this is now pouring into my work you know no 100% I'm definitely with you there so I'm hoping that this episode does touch someone and you know again as we always say please reach out to us and I think this is a topic that people don't like to discuss but you know these conversations need to be had and there are people out there that feel the exact same and I'm more than happy to talk to you like we are more than happy to talk to you again we don't have all the answers but we are happy to help and signpost where possible and also please guys utilize your unions you pay your fee for a reason you don't pay you don't give them your your money for free so call on them when you need help yeah because you'll be surprised how much they can actually do with things like this mm-hmm. and again like judy said having a union um being able to know who to call mm-hmm. when you need help if you don't want to go to anyone that you work with the union is there we are here like it's knowing who to go to whoever is the safe space for you to say i need help yeah and again you know we are not we like diane and i we're not you know the be all and end all of nursing like we're still babies in our journey to a certain extent but we are more than happy to help where possible mm. and I, and also the same for like a lot of the nursing forums so reach out guys speak to us we're here to help where possible utilize these services like to be honest we're even lucky that you know we've got a platform as like the nursing instagram pages as such because when we went to uni they weren't there no. There wasn't people that like you could fall back on apart from your media group of friends, whether that was yeah. your media friends from uni or your media friends from home, etc., etc., or people that you knew that were nurses. So and now it, we're quite lucky to have such forums. That this is, this is the time. Like, don't don't keep quiet about this. Like, speak, speak up, speak out. Let your voice be heard. Because honestly, mm-hmm. if you, one person, is feeling like this, I can definitely assure you there's many more others that are in the same position. It just takes one person to speak up speak up, and speak out about it. Mm-hmm. But I think that's, that's a wrap. That is. And guys, as we say every week, please holler at us in our emails, Instagrams, our group, our podcast instagram pages or our personal ones for me it's jellybean with three l's and two a's and for diane it's dd looks on instagram and feel free to hit us up on the nursing instagram nursing handover podcast instagram page sorry i keep repeating the word instagram and our email address as always which is nursing handover podcast at gmail.com yeah so we'll be back with you guys next week for a lovely new episode. Indeed. Over so. and out. Take yeah. care, guys. Goodbye. Bye.